Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mirror Image Podcast. Today we have a super special mental health episode with an amazing guest, Emily Weinberg. She is a teen activist who does a lot of work with mental health. She started her own organization. She's just an amazing person in general. I interviewed her on Wednesday, May 20th. Please forgive me, I was super, super awkward around her. I have not talked to a person in so long, so yeah. But I hope you guys enjoy. She has super great information to share with everyone. And without further ado, here is the episode. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, awesome. I'm so sorry. I forgot that you had to make an account to do this. No worries. Clearly not a professional. (laughs) No, no, no. Don't worry about it. My phone is kind of slow recently, so. That's okay. Okay, awesome. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you want to give yourself an introduction? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Emily Weinberg, and I'm an 18-year-old from Lexington, Massachusetts. Um, I primarily do mental health advocacy, but I also have done gun violence prevention, climate justice, and some other, like, activism in my past. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are your experiences with mental health? Um, so my freshman year of high school, I realized that my depression was getting a lot worse and like a lot harder to manage. Mm -hmm. And so my family and I decided that it would be best for me to be placed into an inpatient uh, psychiatric like hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was at McLean for a month and I learned a lot about my like brain while I was there. I like learned a lot about how you need to like communicate how you're feeling in order to get better. Um, so that really like pushed me to start sharing my story. And because of that, I found an organization called Sovereign Scene Mental Health, which is basically designed for teens to discover like how their brains work and like ways that they can manage their mental health. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great that you like took an experience like that and then turned it into something positive, you know? Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, well, I guess I'm kind of skipping ahead on the questions, but so since you mentioned your organization, do you want to talk more about it and like what you do there and how people can join? Yeah, of course. Um, So Soften Scene, like basically what we have on the site is we have lots of different information about different mental health conditions we have something called discover monthly where you can learn about like a different disorder you can see like celebrities that advocate the science behind it and just like everything possibly is out there um there like we want to have it like in understandable terms and just like make it as less of a like cookie cutter kind of way of like going about understanding these conditions um because I know for me like when I was learning about a condition that I have called borderline personality disorder Mm -hmm. a lot of the materials that I were reading was reading um were written by like professionals but in a sense like it made me feel more alone because it was written like oh you have to have this and like you know it it didn't really feel like a perspective that was like really human like I felt dehumanized when I was reading those materials so like that's what Sovereign Scene really like wants to do is like make it understandable and also like personal so yeah, yeah. that's great 
So is it like primarily like teens working with each other? Yes, um, it's mostly teens. It's like mostly designed for teens, but like anybody can use it. And like, there's lots of materials that are, <laughs> I think, usable for anybody. Um, but we also like want to work on. We're also like trying to expand to like youth as well because. Mm-hmm in my opinion, like, mental health education needs to be, like, taught as young as, like, we can. Like, it doesn't have to be talking about, like, depression. It can be just, like, talking about feelings the way that you talk about, like, your body. Like, oh, I have, like, I'm, like, I bruised my knee or something. Like, I hurt. Like, you (laughs) can say the same thing about, like, your brain. So, Yeah. 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 So, how can people join or learn more about it? Um, so we have a website, which is uh, Sovereign Scene Mental Health. Like if you look it up online, it will pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have a team of some teens all around like the world. And we're looking to open more chapters um, and try to get like more people involved because mental health is like not a like there's no one path to recovery. There's no one path of like having a mental health condition so like we want to get as many perspectives out there as possible so we're definitely like looking for people to join and collaborate um, on different projects we have different campaigns we have um, people who do policy research writers um, people who add songs to our playlist anything you want to do like we're down for Um, we really want this like organization to be as like um, you know, as, like, not spread out, but, like, combating mental illness from, like, cultural levels, policy levels, yeah, uh, and, like, education levels, like, any, any kind of way that we can, so. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Like, Thank you. I can't even imagine, like, starting something like that while in high school still. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so, why is it important to maintain your mental health, especially during like now when everyone is social distancing, kind of like left alone to their own thoughts and stuff like that? Um, I think, I mean, for me, I've had to definitely learn how to manage my mental health when like I still have therapy, but um, mm-hmm. I have like Zoom therapy. So I've had yeah. to learn how to like advocate for myself and like really force myself to reach out to people because it can be really hard and like sometimes you know having somebody at school like my resource teacher um I could always talk to them like when I was feeling down but now I have to like take the extra initiative to like reach out so I think that that's like a really important thing to do and I think that being self-aware is something that like we all need to learn how to do during this period we have so much time where we're just like left to our own devices mm-hmm. and we need to like take that time to get to know ourselves and like understand our feelings and like it, it's definitely difficult because in that way like yes you get to learn more about yourself but you also might be more isolated than you would like mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that you're you're reaching out and you're finding you're utilizing the resources that are out there I know that like there are lots of support groups and sovereign scene always like our dms are always open so if you need any support at all we can direct you direct you to um resources yeah awesome so actually this isn't a really a question that I planned out but 
you mentioned <laughs> therapy. So I want to get your thoughts on like the kind of like the stigma behind therapy and like I feel like there's a lot more stigma with the older generation I guess like Gen Z millennials I think we're a lot better about it but there's still that kind of like oh she's going to therapy kind of like stigma you know yes like how can we like combat that and just make sure that everyone knows it's okay to go to therapy like it's normal it's just a thing people do you know um, I personally think that, like, you don't have to have a mental illness to go to therapy. Like, therapy is just something that I think everybody should do. It's nice to have somebody who will, like, listen and just, like, be there for you. Yeah. Don't have, like, a mental illness. So I think that something that we can all do is talking about going to therapy and saying, like, oh, like, I have a therapist, but I'm not ashamed of that. Like, for me... I talk about therapy like a lot <laughs> with my friends or like people that I I meet. I'm like, oh yeah, I have therapy later today. Like, sorry. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, in my eyes, it's like the same thing as like physical therapy. It's mm-hmm. mental therapy. So, you know, it's just exercising your brain and like helping you learn like coping skills and helping you just talk about your feelings. So I definitely think that just talking about it as much as you can I mean obviously not every conversation has to be about therapy but (laughs) yeah (laughs) with the people you meet being transparent and saying like oh yeah I have therapy but like that doesn't make me any less human Mm -hmm. um yeah so I I think that and then also like people who are allies um to people with mental illnesses if they go to therapy like talking about that like making sure that it's apparent that, like, you don't have to have mental illnesses to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also saw this really cute sweater. I forget what organ or what company it was, but, like, it's it said something about, like, going to therapy. I love going to therapy or something. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, rocking that, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So I feel like gen z us kids i guess in a way or teens are like really better at talking about it because i feel like it's gotten like people are accepting it more now so yeah i think i agree yeah and especially with like the work that you're doing now like helping people talk about their feelings and realizing that like this is a normal part of being human like feelings Mm -hmm. talking about them like that's what makes us human so exactly exactly okay so how does social media impact mental health and do you have any tips on using social media so for me I definitely notice that when I am in like darker parts of my um my mental health I guess Mm -hmm. um like I do definitely compare myself to some of, like, the girls that I see on Instagram. I'm like, oh, wow, I wish I, like, was that pretty. Yeah. Uh, So I think in that way, it can be detrimental to your mental health. And I also think that, like, like, being aware of that is really important. And also, like, sometimes mental – I mean, social media, in a lot of ways, for me, it was the reason I, like, started speaking out about my mental health like Mm -hmm. because I had social media as a platform I had Instagram I like posted my first post on my my finsta Mm -hmm. and then after that I started um an Instagram 
and then I worked on to like I moved on to the website and now we're like an actual organization um but I think that social media definitely connects people and helps like people find people who might have like similar conditions Mm -hmm. uh, and similar experiences which I I do think is really important um but I also think like it's kind of like you have to learn how to balance it and you have to learn how to say like I'm not in a good space right now and I need to like leave social media or I need to like go onto the part of social media which isn't like a bunch of photoshop pictures of like the people looking perfect yeah so it's like keeping it in moderation exactly and and like being mindful of like what you are looking at on social media and how it's affecting your mental health Mm -hmm. um I know that for me like I've had to unfollow like certain people it doesn't mean that like I can't be happy for how they look and all of that Mm -hmm. but it just like for me personally I just have to be aware that like when I'm looking at these like standards of beauty like sometimes it does make me feel worse and so like yeah I I just have to be mindful of that so I think that learning how to like use social media in moderation and being aware of like how different posts are affecting your mental health is key so I read an article somewhere I think that was like today's teens kids are experiencing like much higher levels of anxiety than Mm -hmm. previously mentioned like other people and so I was wondering if you think that that correlates with social media or maybe maybe it like correlates with just like we're talking about it more so it's like still the same amount of people but they're just being like more expressive about it I honestly think it's a, a bit of a combination um, I think that social media definitely, like, there are a lot of things on social media that it's not just, like, pictures of, like, vacations and stuff. Like, there's also some, like, not good stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that that is, like, could be part of the reason. I think that there's also a lot of cyberbullying, mm-hmm. which is yet another thing that does affect mental health. Um, and... I think that, like, I think that there was always a mental health issue, like, all around the world, you know, like, nobody's mental health is perfect, but I do think that, like, with the um, accessibility of news and of, like, bad news in general, Mm -hmm. um, that it does make it more easy to find things that might, like, trigger depression or might make you feel like the world is just like ending um yeah I mean for me when I was like really depressed sometimes I would look on social media and I would see a bunch of like like posts about school shootings Mm -hmm. and about like racism in America and all of those things just like broke my heart a little bit more and like honestly like made me like so upset so yeah definitely yeah I think that it's like a combination like we're more aware of what's going on in the world around us but that's also like not always (laughs) not always the most wonderful thing yeah it's like you feel really overwhelmed because you have to care about all of these issues because there are just so many of them and then exactly kind of like spirals you a bit okay so how can we help someone struggling with a mental health illness? Um, so 
as a per like if you are a person who does not personally experience mental health issues but you have a friend who does the best thing that you can do is listen and learn how to validate somebody's feelings because in a time of need just knowing that they have someone there for them and who's willing to listen and put an effort to make sure that they get better is like one of the most important things in my mind um I think that also like just checking in and being patient with um, another person's mental health is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, if you are a person who is struggling with mental health, you obviously like do not push yourself beyond your comfort zone to speak out about your mental illnesses. But if you do feel comfortable, like doing small things, like reaching out to a person you notice is like, might be like upset and saying like, Hey, I've had, I, I mean, like I've been in a I might have been like in a similar situation. Like, do you want to talk? Um, doing things like that have like they those things have really helped me heal. Like in the beginning, it was so difficult to talk about any of that um, and to like reach out to anyone. But the more I pushed myself, the easier it became. So that's something that I would suggest. But obviously, don't push yourself too far out of your comfort zone. Okay. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay, so the next question is, can you tell us more about Meddling Kids Movement and then what you do there and how can others join? Yeah, of course. Um, so the Meddling Kids Movement is a, like a media uh, website which posts like different articles with different types of activists. So we have anything from climate justice to racial justice think there's artivism like like art activism <laughs> now um mental health like gender equality lgbtq issues like just anything you could think of um and so like that's on there um and i am the director of the meddling kids mental health team so that means that i am in charge of making sure that we have all of the interviews for the mental health uh category so i I will, like, look over different, uh, what's the word? Sorry. I'll look over, I'll look over different, like, mental health candidates, like, people who are doing activism all over the world, um, and, like, review them and, like, make sure that we have somebody to interview them. Um, I think that it's really cool because I've definitely, like, made some new connections and, like, while we're hosting the mental health rally for Sovereign Scene, um, I've been able to like look past, look back on like past interviews and like reach out to those people. Um, and I think like if you are an activist and you are interested in being interviewed, please apply. You can also do a takeover. Um, there's lots of different ways that you can get involved on the site. And also like there's information about registering to vote and like sharing with your friends And yeah, just like looking through the interviews is really, really cool to see. Like, it gives me so much hope for the future of like our planet. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to talk more about the mental health rally? Yeah, of course. Um, So the mental health rally is um, an an initiative or like a campaign that uh, Sovereign Seed Mental Health, my organization, has been working on um, to kind of like raise awareness and also like make it easier to like get materials and share information about mental health. Um, We are currently working, our policy team is doing research for different states in the United States um, of like different uh, pieces of legislation that are bills right now, like 
currently hopefully going to be passed um and so like people can share those and bring more awareness because like I said we want to combat mental health um, stigma through education policy and just like cultural you know divides um so we are like every week we have a different theme in the month of May so our first week was anxiety and depressive disorders then our last or the week last Mm -hmm. week or wait I don't know when you're gonna post Uh, sorry this will probably be out this Sunday okay okay. (laughs) so our our second week was um learning disabilities and neurodevelopmental disorders this week um is psychotic disorders um and personality disorders and then the last week is um eating disorders and substance abuse disorders so we try to like cover a wide variety um Mm -hmm. and bring awareness to like all the ones that we can um and so like we've been posting infographics about statistics treatments um and like um and uh, symptoms as well um so that people like have all of the information in one place we've also been posting speeches and blog posts and we're really just like trying to get as much information out there as we can um we but we begun the mental health rally with a launch of our app which is a free app to download um and it has information about how you can help your friends struggling with mental illnesses um there's also a mood tracker and um like skills for different mental illnesses and the last thing is oh my goodness what is the last thing oh it's a brain tour (laughs) you guys made an app that is so cool (laughs) thank you um yeah we wanted to have like all the place all of like the information like on a little app for people we also obviously have the website but we wanted it to be like as interactive and like you know, you see all those mental health apps out Mm -hmm. there, but, like, most of them you have to pay money for to, like, track your mood, which I think is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, and so, like, there's also the suicide prevention hotline on our app so that you can click it and it, like, calls directly, so. That is so cool. (laughs) How did you you guys make an app? Um, So, there is a kid at my school who is a, like, app designer, and we out to him and he said that he would be willing to do it and like he put in so much work and it was just like amazing like we're so (laughs) grateful beyond for him um yeah but I designed or I I created all the content for the app and then he put it into the app okay so do you think schools are appropriately addressing mental health issues personally I do not think that as of right now, schools are appropriately addressing mental health issues. I think that in a lot of places they are on the right track, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is going the way that we would yeah. hope. Um, at my school, when we talked about mental illnesses, the way that they talked about them kind of made me feel like it wasn't going to get any better. And it kind of like, this was my whole life. And like, this is what defined mm-hmm. me. Um So it was definitely, like, difficult to hear that. It was also, like, my freshman year when we were talking about um, trigger warning, like, the suicide unit that, like, we were also doing Romeo and Juliet in English. And, like, they played, like, the suicide scene, like, like, the on the big screen. And I was, like, yeah. And then also, like, it was winter. So, like, my seasonal depression was not happy. (laughs) 
like they are not very good about their timing (laughs) and then I also did a poll on my Instagram and I think it was like mm, I don't know like 50% or something that didn't have mental health education at their schools and I was like oh my gosh like I had no idea and like I'm really grateful that we like have education at my school about mental Mm -hmm. health but I also think that like um I mean, my organization, Sovereign Scene, is um, most of our, all four of our leaders, I mean, other than me, because I'm graduating, <laughs> but um, we all go to LHS, uh, which is Lexington High School, and, like, at this school, like, we're trying to work with the health teachers on redesigning the mental health curriculum, because we think that, like, mental health curriculum should be created with the help of, like, both, like, health teachers and, like, like mental health professionals Mm -hmm. and also teens because they are the ones that are hearing this every like every time they come to class they're the ones that are like learning this material and like we need to make sure that it is like understandable and also like not making people feel worse than they already do Mm -hmm. so I think like that's something big that we're doing and we're also trying to push a bill that is currently in study right now which means it's not going to be like move forward Mm -hmm. this year but it's going to be reintroduced next year. It's Bill S-244, which makes mental health education uh, mandatory in K-12 through in Massachusetts. So, you know, that's really big for us. Um, And so adding on to that, how do you think we can educate young kids about mental health? um, I think that for young kids, like, I mean, with our bodies, we're taught, like, oh, it's okay to, like, have like a little cut or something like just tell somebody and we'll help take care of you so like I think that the way that we talk about physical health should be the same way that we talk about Mm -hmm. mental health um I think that like learning that it's okay to be upset and be sad and like have all these feelings is really like would be really pivotal in the way that we go about addressing mental health as teenagers and like when problems like do begin I think that we need to talk about mental health before before people are diagnosed with conditions yeah. before you know start struggling with their mental health because I mean I I think that like just talking about it and understanding it earlier on is would be really beneficial for everybody like going forward do you think if um, sorry go ahead go ahead what were you saying? So do you think if you were educated more about mental health when you were younger that your experience could have been better? Most definitely. Um, I started, I actually remember having uh, my first, or like, this is like one of my mm-hmm. first memories, was me having my OCD, I don't know what it's called, like an OCD attack. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the, the term is, but like, Um, I do have OCD and I remember like scratching one of my legs and my mom was like trying to get me to go across the street but I had to scratch my other leg before I went across Mm -hmm. the street because I was like oh I'm gonna get hit by a car if I don't um so I think that like talking about these things would be or like I don't know I think for me if I had learned about these things before I wouldn't have felt like it wasn't okay to have to feel the way that I did um I started struggling with depression, I think, in fifth mm-hmm. grade. Um, and I thought that people just, like, normally felt this way. Like, I I thought that the way that I was feeling was just the way that I was supposed to feel. Like, I was supposed to be that miserable. Um, 
and like my parents didn't really understand what I was going through even though they do have like their own conditions and I love them and like they've definitely like learned how to help me more Mm -hmm. now um but in that situation if I had been equipped with like the skills to to advocate for myself and to say like no there is something going on like I am sad I think that they would have like really understood that I think that something might have changed um and I think that if we can do that for future generations and future people like (laughs) I think that people will be much happier and I think that our nation I mean our whole world will be a better place definitely because I feel like young kids it's kind of hard for them to express how they're feeling and like they need Mm -hmm. to know that like it's okay and like that they're allowed to kind of express their feelings you know And it's okay to be confused. So what is romanticizing mental health illnesses and like what are some tips on how to talk about it appropriately in like appropriate terms, etc.? I think in our current society, uh, while we are trying or like while companies and, you know, like Netflix and film places are trying to like bring to light mental health disorders and conditions, I think that we're kind of going about it in the wrong way. Um, Oftentimes, you'll see, like, different shows such as 13 Reasons Why, um, which definitely do things that I would not (laughs) encourage in, like, in writing, like, a script Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, For example, like, showing the suicide scene. um, like, it definitely wasn't helpful, and when I was in a bad place, I watched that scene, and it was just not good for me. <laughs> um, and also, like, the idea that, oh, people will miss you more when you're gone, you know, like, they'll regret it once you're gone, but I think we need to change, like, the mentality that, like, when you are happier and you don't have to, like, when you don't care about what they think, I don't know, like, I when I was struggling with suicidal ideation, I was thinking, like, oh, people would miss me more if I was gone, but now that, like, I am happy, and I am, like, moving on, and I'm, like, doing things that I want with my life, I know that, like, the people (laughs) that, like, were in my past might be, like, looking on and saying, like, wow, I, like, didn't expect that from her, and I, like, I wish that I had Mm -hmm. treated her better, you know, but I also, like, don't care as much as I thought I would I've moved on and I'm happy with myself um but I think that like definitely there's like this idea that suicide is like a way out but it's never a solution it's never the solution um and I also think that like definitely in horror movies I've seen a lot of like basically every thriller you see has some sort of Mm -hmm. mental illness in it um and definitely, I mean, like, we can't say, like, oh, nobody can make, like, TV shows or, me- like, movies about mental illness anymore. But we need to illuminate the the shows that do yeah. get it right. We need to, like, bring, <laughs> we need to bring people with the conditions into the room with, like, the screenwriters and say, like, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> add that. <laughs> or, yeah. you know. So have you, like, seen any TV shows or movies or read any books that really like portray the like certain condition like correctly or talk about mental health well um, I think that 
there are a lot of books and TV shows and movies that I've watched that get some parts right, but not yeah. every part right. Um, I think that for a movie, Perks of Being a oh. Wallflower, definitely. Yeah, that I think that that was like a pretty good example. Um, and let's see. Um, I I really appreciated like the way that they portrayed. I think it was PTSD. I don't think it was explicitly said, but that's what yeah. I gathered. Um, and also anxiety as well. Um, but I think that there are also like some other books. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to like look <laughs> at my bookshelf right now. We have uh ten things I can see from here, which is a book that I read when I was. I think I was, like, eighth grade. Um, It helped me kind of understand anxiety a little bit more. That's when I was, like, first diagnosed. But I'd been struggling with it for a while. Um, And then we actually, on the site with the Discover Monthly, we have a Discover Monthly archive. And for every monthly theme, there's, like, two or three books that are about the condition. And we've, like, read reviews and made sure that those books, like, don't romanticize it. So if you are interested in looking, like, for more books, um, definitely check out that. And, yeah, we're probably going to release a list of movies and TV shows that get most of it right. (laughs) Okay, so everyone go look at that. (laughs) So can you just, like, give, like, a little message to anyone who may be, like, struggling right now with their mental health? So for anybody out there who is struggling with their mental health right now, I just like want to say that I understand the feeling of feeling like nobody cares and like it's never going to get any better. But I promise you that like with hard work and like pushing through it and finding your support networks, like you're going to be okay and you're going to come out of this a stronger and like more kind and amazing person. Um and, like, yes, it is definitely difficult, but you're never alone. There are always people who will be there to support you, and somebody is always going to care about you, no matter what. So, please never, like, never feel like you have nobody to talk to. Like I said, my DMs are always open, and so are Sovereign Scene Mental Health, so you can always contact us there. Um, but every day, I promise you, like, even though there are rough days every day will get a little bit easier and you're going to be able to see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So just like keep pushing and find something that you love because for me, that was the light in the darkness. Um, and you're going to be okay. I promise. Oh, that was so sweet. I'm like tearing up over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So where can they find you? Everyone who's listening. Okay, so my personal Instagram is emily.weinberg, um, and my Sovereign Scene Mental Health's Instagram is Sovereign Scene, so S-O-P-H-R-O-S-Y-N-E, Mental Health, on Instagram. And then our website, like I said, it's www.sovereignscenementalhealth.com. <laughs> Um, and we also, for the app, there's information on the Instagram. I think it's in like our link tree. Um, but if you look up, uh, HTP, (laughs) oh my God, (laughs) 
Okay, HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash sovereign scene. You know what? Never mind. Just <laughs> I, I'll link it in the description. I'll put I'll put all the links in the podcast <laughs> description. That would be okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. And yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been great. <laughs> All right, everyone, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Make sure to follow Emily on all of her socials and also Sofracine on all of their socials. And you can follow me on Instagram at mirrorimagepod and email me with any questions or concerns or anything at mirrorimagepod at gmail.com. Thank you again to Emily for being on this episode. She was so, so amazing and sweet and funny. And yeah, so... I'm going to try to get more guests on my podcast and stuff because it is a lot more fun to listen to what they have to say than to just listen to me ramble over myself for like 20 minutes straight. I hope everyone is staying safe, staying at home, and please remember that it is mental health month, but that does not mean that your mental health doesn't matter during all the other months. It is just bringing more awareness to it this month and... Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Bye!